I'm delighted to welcome to the Perfect Health podcast today, Dr. Mitch Abrams, who is speaking to me from Canada. So welcome, Mitch. Thank you, Elaine. Pleasure to be with you. So, uh, doctor, doctor, radiologist, I believe. Yes. Okay. So, uh, how did you how did you get into radiology? There's so many different forms of medical expertise. What led you to radiology? <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a that's a good question. I um, I actually thought I was going to go in and I was going to be a surgeon. And um, it was in my last uh, in my last month before our what we call CARMS, uh, which is basically the match system um, for choosing your specialty. I realized that you know just the, the surgery thing just wasn't for me, and I just happened to stumble upon this this field of radiology and diagnostic imaging, and it just fascinated me because we were really working with amazing technology, and you know. Um, it was the full facet of the whole being looking at the individual as a whole. And, you know, we, we would have to speak to multiple different disciplines um, and different um, physicians in a run of a day and have to speak, you know, to enough depth of their knowledge. So it kind of, you know, instead of becoming very pigeonholed in one area, this allowed a full breadth um, uh, you know, of, of looking at health and wellness in a much greater scope. And it, it brought in, you know, my mind, I, I'm a very physics oriented individual. And the idea of using x-rays and photons and the laws of physics and understanding energy um, and how we as human beings are also made of energy, how these energies all interact to create, you know, these amazing medical, these images and, and how to explore the human body without a scalpel blade also truly fascinated me. So that's, you know, long story short, how I found myself in this, in this field. And how long have you been a radiologist? Um, I've been practicing uh, for about 12 years. Um, and, uh, but I have to say my career took a bit of a, um, a bit of a turn. Uh, very early on in my very first year of medical practice, I found out that I required open heart surgery. And um, very early on, I found myself in the operating room, experiencing our medical model from the other side. And that really opened my eyes to a whole new perspective of our model of care. And then when I returned to work uh, shortly afterwards, I was then appointed as a chief of our department in the hospital. So in a very short time frame, I, I was, you know, ex I experienced our entire healthcare model from the bottom up, from a patient perspective, but also as a physician and as an administrator, um, you know, looking at the underbelly of the business of medicine. And it was at that point, I realized how narrow in scope our entire model uh, of medicine was um, and how disconnected, you know, the upper echelon um, of administration and, and you know, the, the way, you know, the people who were making these decisions, they were just so disconnected from patient care and the, and the frontline workers who were providing the care. How we study and define health and wellness in medical school was so narrow in scope. So it was at this point that I started traveling uh, to other countries and started looking at how other cultures approached health and wellness. And I became very interested in India 
and I had opportunities to begin studying and, and learning from different spiritual masters and, and, and swamis and gurus where, you know, their approach to health and wellness was more from, you know, a mind, body and spiritual perspective. And the spiritual sciences was nothing that I've ever experienced in our Western medical educational uh, program. But yet it was something that I found awakening within me during this time of healing. And this kind of really put me in, you know, kind of put me on a different path um, to basically where we are now, where here we are talking about, you know, the whole person and, and a, diff, a whole new approach to health and wellness. And this is now where I, I focus most of my time on focusing on educating uh, health practitioners on this new science and how it applies to not only our health as individuals, but how we can apply it to patient care and community health. You've mentioned that you're um, sort of um, physics-based individual, and you've mentioned science. How does the woo-woo kind of fit together? Because a lot of people would would consider the spiritual side of things all a bit esoteric and, and uh, not quite not quite there sort of thing. How, how, how do you how do you mesh the two? Well, it's interesting. You know, if if you if you stand back, I mean, Einstein said everything is energy. And if you stand back from a, from a scientific perspective, you know, everything in, in medical science is, is forms of energy. You know, we read your, your blood pressure, your respiration rate, your, your brain waves. And, um, and the fact that an MRI machine can non-invasively dissect the human body like a loaf of bread to explore your brain and, and fly through your blood vessels, the only reason why that's possible is because you and I and everybody on the planet, we are all beings of light. We are energetic beings. You know, we are made up of trillions of cells. Those cells are made up of atoms and, and those atoms are really vibrations of light at its core. And what I find interesting is that when you study, you know, the spiritual sciences and you start looking at what, what spiritual wisdom and, and ancient scriptures have been discussing for thousands of years, they also discuss energy. They also discuss that we are spiritual beings and beings of energy having a human experience. And so we are now at this very interesting point where even you know, the, the publications that are coming out um, that are now helping us understand that our emotions and the energies of our thoughts interact with a field of energy, a quantum field that connects us all. And this has profound effects um, in our own health and wellness, but also in how we perceive and interact with the world around us, how we are interconnected to each other. So I, I feel that, you know, people who are very skeptical, the moment they start to really think about the technology that we're using in the Western world, the fact that, you know, it's, it, we are energetic beings, we're made of light, um, is the moment they begin to reframe, you know, they can kind of begin to open their mind to a new reality and, you know, a new perspective um, that, you know, can help them empower themselves with, an, with a new approach to health and wellness. When, when you came back from your wanderings, shall we say, um, how were you perceived by the, the peers that you trained with? Well, um, definitely, it was interesting, you know, I, I started uh, giving talks at, you know, Grand Rounds at the hospital and um, discussing this, and I would say that 
50% of the room, you know, loved it. Um, you know, you had another 30% that were kind of skeptical. And then, you know, the other 20% didn't know what the hell I was talking about. <laughs> um, and, you know, over the last 10 years, there's been such a shift where I think now there's enough conversations around quantum physics. There's enough conversation around mental health and resilience. And certainly COVID has brought about a new push where people are hungry for um, you know, a new approach to health and wellness. Um, you know, the Canadian Medical Association Journal in May, 2019, um, they, they, they published an article that identified suicide as the only cause of death higher among doctors than non-doctors. So, you know, we, you know, as medical, as a medical community, we need this information more than anyone. Mm -hmm. And if we're going to lead by example, if we're going to be able to provide the care, the appropriate care for our patients um, and really pride ourselves on a patient-centered model, evidence-based you know, this is the information now. This is a new chapter that's that's emerging, um, and I and there's a real shift um, to the point now where, you know, from the early days where you know I had some surgeons, you know, that couldn't even wrap their mind around the idea that, you know, you could rewire your mind and you know through neuroplasticity, um, to the, today where, you know, our Royal College of Physician Surgeons recognizes this curriculum that I provide doctors around the art and science of self-care, patient care, and community health, discussing these concepts of, of energy and the relationship, um, you know, to mind, body, and spirit. Um, you know, medical students can now take uh, an elective course that is helping them understand this new perspective. So there's, there's definitely been a radical shift over the last decade um, that the door I feel now is open so that doctors who are, you know, many people, and I find now the comments that I find when I'm doing, you know, arounds with, with medical practitioners, many of them say that they felt this, they've always felt this intuition. Um, and they're reading books now that are discussing, you know, whole person, you know, health and wellness. So I, I feel that there's definitely a radical shift that has happened, you know, in a very short time, over 10 years, um, that that's really, uh, you know, very exciting. It, it, you know, from a medical perspective, and, you know, as a radiologist, particularly, you know, this is the fringe of science, you know, that people typically don't think of themselves as beings of light, but yet we rely on that technology every single day. And, and now for doctors who, who still refuse, if their ego, you know, kind of gets in the way, and they refuse to even open their mind to this new approach, you know, then you just have to ask them, well, are you going to stop sending your patients down to the radiology department? You send all your patients down to us, you know, I mean, so it is this new perspective that is, um, you know, kind of, you know, creating a, a new path uh, for, for new opportunities for future healthcare. That's, that's absolutely wonderful. And as you say, the timing is now right um, with the COVID thing has opened people's eyes to the fact that we all need to take responsibility for our own health and well-being, nobody's going to do it for us. We have to, we have to do that. And the only way we can do that is by opening 
our buyers reading books and um, listening to interviews like this to to then take the next step how, how do you feel that uh, big pharma is reacting to this though because if you're dealing with things at a spiritual level and, a, and you know light being level there's no pill for that there's no there's no medication for that is there no um that's interesting so this is a this is a tough call for the big pharma i think there's um you know look I, i'm not i'm not saying that everything in western medicine is bad I, i'm a believer that we need to take the best of the west and integrate the philosophy of ancient wisdom with that being said you know the pendulum has swung too far towards you know the idea that health comes from a bottle and from my own you know medical experience i can see patients are now even you know patients who are being diagnosed with cancer many patients do not want to go down the typical path of chemotherapy um, you know they want to, they want a new approach and unfortunately our model um, has just not been able to keep up we run on algorithms and so patients who empower themselves to you know visit a naturopathic clinic and you know start to look into other you know approaches they're kind of left in the middle because they can't receive the typical blood tests and imaging if they've veered off of the typical you know algorithm of you know the western allopathic model and so big pharma now has to really you know begin to diversify and it's interesting because even within their own organization if you think about employee health um, you know engagement you know business practices all of this new information that we're talking about applies to organizational health it applies to innovation and creativity you know conscious leadership and so within the organization themselves, they really need to begin embracing these concepts for their own survival and their own, you know, uh, for their own benefit. And at the same time, that's going to create a bit of a, a, you know, a reckoning and a reconciliation that a balance that they need to, you know, find. Because like you said, much of this is all about self-empowerment. Now that being, you know, that being said, it is interesting that a lot of you know, uh, from what I understand, Big Pharma is doing, you know, invasive research, like percutaneous um, innervation of the vagus nerve to see what that does to the body. And they're, you know, they're applying this, you know, kind of very, you know, technology heavy invasive approach. But at the same time, you know, just by sitting and focusing the mind, like what I call like a mental push up. When you learn a very simple these mental exercises you can activate the vagus nerve and you don't need to have a needle you know an electrode stuck into your neck and, and stimulated so yeah you know it, it's a good it's a very good question it'll be very interesting and I, and I actually think big pharma those who are going to take the bull by the horns can have a great opportunity to play a major role in you know a brighter future for healthcare. Um, it's just a matter of they're going to fight it or they're going to embrace it and become a partner in this kind of exciting new chapter. My own view is that they're so big now, I think they're going to continue to steamroll and people like us who, who believe in an integrative approach, you know, take the best, the, the best of what's available, spiritual stuff and um, surgery medication when we need them. I mean, you can't fix a broken bone with, with a spiritual approach. 
as far as I know, but maybe maybe you can. But um, generally speaking, I think if you if we take the best best of all sorts and and have a good fusion. Absolutely, absolutely, and and you know, and, and that's why I say I think we have to take the best of what we have and best of the technology and incorporate, we'll find a new balance. The pendulum will swing back to, uh, you know, where we can bring the art back to healing, the art back to medicine. Um, but with that being said, you know, the, you know, look, there, there's tons of research, you know, Dr. John Kabat-Zinn's one of some of his earliest work, they show that the human body will heal, you know, up to four times faster when you learn how to focus your mental muscle. When you can flex your mental muscle, use your imagination. So, you know, in a medical term, this is conjunctive therapy. You know, I mean, sure, if you have a broken arm or, a, you know, a, a, a sprained ankle, um, you know, your spiritual practices can have a very profound effect on your healing. And it may not be the end all, it might not be the only thing at this point, but certainly it helps. It, it goes a long way. Absolutely. Um, I've done a lot of uh, mentoring and support for people newly diagnosed with cancer and helping their families and uh, themselves come to terms with what's what and also um, deal with uh, an integrative approach, as, as I've mentioned. Um, I was given less than a year to live in 2015 with stage four cancer and I beat it in 14 weeks using approaches that you've, you've spoken about. So the mental you know the mental approach the resilience is just awesome so with the work that I've done over the years specializing in uh, psychology and behavioral profiling I now use that in my program to help people to look at the the mind body, body spirit connection but in terms of their behavior and how their behavior is getting in their way and then once they realize that they're actually perpetuating their own sickness their own illness their own you know, the language they use, you know, I've got cancer, I've got this, I've got that. Well, they become the thing that they keep on thinking about talking about. Um, so, you know, disassociating. So at, at one level, we are connected, but on another level, we need to disassociate and we are not the thing that we've been labeled with. Absolutely. You know, it, a Swami once said that, you know, every individual is like a beautiful piece of art mm. and every every color, every, you know, uh, paint stroke is the result of, you know, a past event and how we perceive that event. And we see the world through this piece of art, either it's very positive or negative, but yet through these, you know, mindful or, you know, self-regulation techniques, mm -hmm. we can learn to separate the paint from the canvas and mm -hmm. to truly appreciate that we, we have this, this pure potentiality um, of being the canvas and then eventually we can repaint the canvas um, but it does take work because you know and it takes that level of self-awareness without judgment um, and, and to you know like you said really you know um, shift the mindset and, and understand just how powerful we are as individuals mm, yeah we truly are so so tell us about next gen you set up something which I believe is a not-for-profit uh, education uh, organization. Tell us about that. Well, NextGen is actually a social enterprise. So we believe that we, we can create profit, but the profit can be put into a social impact and create healthy minds and thriving communities, particularly when using the power of the arts and technology. 
So NextGen Health really kind of takes um, the approach from a, from a top-down and a bottom-up perspective. From a top-down, we deliver a lot of educational programs. We offer programs for doctors, health practitioners, um, many of which are accredited, so physicians can get their continuing education uh, credits that they require on an annual basis. Um, and we also have certification programs for clinics. Um, so we have programs for the practitioners. We have um, an online program for the general public where they could also get essentially tuned into the same knowledge that these doctors are receiving. But, you know, by using art, we can really bring a deeper level of context to the general public so that they empower themselves and then can be part of the process of helping bring this to their physicians and bring this to their, you know, community of healers. Because, you know, as healers, you know, we are all part of one community. We're not truly that separate from each other. And it turns out doctors need this more than, more than most. Um, so that's our top-down approach, all these kind of educational modules. And from the bottom up, we're working with artists and musicians, creating a radical art collection where we can co-create art together, where the art becomes the tool to further educate and bring awareness around energy, help raise coherence levels, and the money used or created, sorry, the money that we are creating through the selling of this art and the auctioning of the art will be used to purchase these heart sensors that can be used in mental health and resilience programs that we will donate into schools, uh, donate to frontline um, you know, health workers, marginalized communities. So we can help provide these resilience programs, but at the same time, demonstrate the global heartbeat. And what I mean by that is that our heart rhythms will synchronize with each other when we are in the, within that intention of appreciation and love for each other. So this becomes a local is global approach to health and wellness. Um, you know, we're in the midst of creating this as a large research project where we can study, overlay, you know, heart coherence levels with mental health, um, and again, really help illustrate and highlight to people and say, look, we have a global heartbeat. We are all part of this global community. And so the art becomes a new vehicle, a funding pipeline to not only help us create this new sustainable model, but it chronicles the emergence of this conscious and coherent global community. Wow, that's absolutely beautiful. What a, what a wonderful, wonderful thing. And also um, dear to my heart, um, excuse the pun, but um, I, used to, I used to run cardiovascular health clinics 10 years ago. And, uh, and I remember one time I had a, a consultant cardiologist who lived in the next village to me. And he was most upset that I was uh, talking natural solutions rather than medication. And um, he, he reported me to the um, local trading standards people. And you know, I had an investigation in all sorts. And then um, eventually he ended up apologizing to me and I trained him on what I was doing. So that was really Beautiful. cool. You know, things, things Beautiful. come around, you know, uh, but that was, that was many years ago. And I love that term global heartbeat. Uh, that's, that's, a really, that's a really cool uh, description, isn't it? Absolutely. And yeah. local, local is you. global. Yeah, really cool. So, so what's your, 
what's your website mitch how can how can people engage with you sure well my so my website is uh nextgenhealth.solutions so n-e-x-g-e-n health.solutions and um we actually have a number of uh, free offerings we're all about breathing life into community and 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 really you know wanting to create a conscious and coherent community that people can feel connected to a big part what's missing in healthcare today is that feeling of connection and, and having a community to feel connected to something bigger than ourselves so on the 18th of every month and 18 is a very powerful number it, spiritually it means life but a number is uh, 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 the language of science so where science and spirituality meet on the 18th of every month we hold um, a live one-hour zoom call and we get together we discuss community and connection what connection means to you um, we share with each other and we also have opportunities to work with the heart cards where people can color decorate on them share your message share your intention what connection means to you and then when you share them on social media and you tag us or tag me, then that will be incorporated into the radical art. So we're capturing your energy into these pieces of art. We're capturing this moment in time. We're in such an amazing mystical moment of, of transformation. So we want to have these opportunities on every month to bring people together, share with each other and capture that collective energy. So you're more, everyone's welcome to it. And certainly um, I can share with you uh, the email, an email address that if people email, you'll receive the Zoom link to register. Um, and as well, I will also share with you another Zoom link for um, every night, Monday to Friday, I do heart coherence meditations between 6 p.m. and 6.30 p.m. And um, Again, if you have a heart sensor, you can use it. We're measuring the, the amount of love that we're uh, depositing into the um, you know, unified field that we're all connected to. And again, the energy that we are accumulating will be chronicled and recorded on every piece of art. So again, just another way to be part of this you know, growing community. So if you're interested in connecting in heart or learning how to connect to your own heart and hence connect to each other. This is, you're more than welcome. It's an open invitation. And again, I'll share that Zoom link with you. Um, and, you know, you know, on the website, you can learn more about the energy certification for those who want to have a, you know, a deeper dive um, and you get energy certified. So, you know, just another thing you can put on your, your CV and, and um, you know, and, and really kind of, show people what your values are you know in, in a in a in a new day and age where we've got so much social divide and um you know so much kind of anger and frustration i think it's important where we begin to um you know uh, show each other um you know for those who have this like-minded perspective and who are aligned in heart and understand that the future is only going to be viable when we begin to understand our interconnectedness um, you know, this is an opportunity um, that people can, you know, show and, and, and you know, uh, show the world, you know, what they believe in. Fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. Remind us of that website again. Uh, Mitch. Sure. It's uh, N-E-X, 
G-E-N-Health.Solutions. And we also have a Facebook group as well that people are welcome to join. It's called the Conscious and Coherent Community. So Next Gen Health's Conscious and Coherent Community. And that's another place where people are starting to connect and share their thoughts, learn more about coherence um, and energy and, um, you know, a, a place where you can just feel connected and, and feel like people have your back. Wonderful. Thank you. Or I so should say people have your heart. And, and best yeah. in life. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. That, that's fabulous. Any, any top tips for people before we close? Well, you know, I, I recognize that everybody is, you know, on their own journey. Everybody is somewhere. And, and like, you know, again, a, a wise man once said, you know, we're all fruits on this tree of life and we're all ripening on our own time, but it just so happens that we're in this new galactic season, this dawn of a new galactic age. And, you know, in respect to that, you know, many, some people are much further along in their kind of spiritual evolution. Some people are just, you know, tuning in, but I find it fascinating that we as individuals, we have this amazing capability to connect to our heart and the heart holds an, um, this energy. It's like we are receivers, you know, like a radio. Mm -hmm. And if we learn to tune in, um, we have this amazing capacity to not only, you know, self-regulate so that if, you know, if you're feeling stressed or you're feeling triggered, um, this really helps you, you know, calm the mind slow your thoughts down reconnect and it will help you process whatever it is that you're going through um, and it will deepen your healing process no matter what it is that you are you know healing with and you know by connecting to your heart you're connecting to everybody else's heart we are that connected and we have the technology to measure it. We have amazing research that shows what happens to our communities when we do this together. And this, I truly believe, is a major tenet of how we will bring about a new paradigm of not just health and wellness, but a new era of peace, a new era of global harmony. Um, and, and really uh, bring about a renaissance of uh, a new understanding of how to create a brighter future that's very distinct from our past. Let's say that, that comes about and let's uh, look forward to a brighter 2022. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you, Elaine. Pleasure, to, pleasure chatting with you.